0: Well, like I said last week, we started a new series on social media. And, you know, we all know how important this topic is. And we got off to a pretty good start. And I've gotten lots of feedback uh, from our discussion last week and really how this has been so eye opening. You sort of knew, you know, had an idea about how big of an issue this was, but you really didn't know how big or how personal. Uh, or how much that it affected you in your life. And look, we, we talked about this, how social media and technology are great. Um, I love social media. I love technology, right? Um, those things are great, and we can embrace those things, but there's also dangers, just like anything else. Um, there's dangers to it. There's downside. There's, there's consequences. And, and so we looked at how we can be authentic Christ followers in the social media world, and that's sort of the uh, heartbeat of this series is how we can do that, because this is the biggest competitor, the biggest challenge to us being authentic Christ followers, and so uh, I wanted to talk about some pretty big things in in this series, and last week we talked about contentment, right, and uh, how social media has caused us, not really caused us, but sort of um, increased our discontentment with our own lives and so we learned last week to to just stop comparing it's just that simple you know we just stop comparing our lives to others because it's not realistic and we're never satisfied and we learned how we need to cultivate a life of gratitude how God has blessed us with just the smallest things the, and so many things in our life we need to be thankful for we need to cultivate a life of gratitude and we can do those things through the secret of contentment. And Paul taught us that that is uh, the strength of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, we can. We can do those things. This week I want to focus on another important aspect of our lives that social media is drastically influencing, and that is our relationships. Okay? Our relationships. And what I want to focus in on is how we interact with each other, how we communicate with, with each other. Now let me say, and you, you probably already know this, but there are dangers in communicating on social media. There are very real dangers, you know, especially we look within the marriage and we have spouses um, having casual conversations with, with someone else, you know, maybe even flirting. Maybe it starts off as innocent, you know, maybe it's, hey stranger, you know, type of thing, haven't seen you in a long time, I haven't seen you since high school type of thing. Then it leads to uh, something else right so there's dangers there right to, to, to the marriage um you might end up talking to somebody that is not nice or dangerous and this is problematic for our children for our kids when kids as young as 7 8 9 10 year olds are using social media you know they could always end up talking to somebody that's dangerous But what I want to spend time on this morning, we can look at that and we can talk about that, but I think we know that, right? Um, Social media is dangerous. What I want to look at is our close relationships, right? Our relationships with our friends, with our family, those we know and love. That's what I want to focus on today. And social media, while it, it is beneficial, Right, I told you last week, I use it to keep up with my friends and my family. It's beneficial. It has drastically and dramatically changed the landscape of our relationships. It has. And so we're going to look at how social media affects our relationships and how we can restore our relationships to the way they're meant to be. Because it's had such a dramatic effect, we need to get back to, I believe, biblical relationships. Um, we are relational people. We are. Uh, we were created to be that way. Some of us might not like to talk as much as others. I'm one of those sort of introvert people, right? Some of us like to talk a lot more. Um, but, but all of us are relational people to a degree. And, and it's interesting when you think about it. We were what made in whose image? God's. And uh, isn't it interesting that you know, God is a triune God, that God is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and and we were made in that image, and they have perfect communication and perfect harmony and perfect relationship amongst themselves. We were made in his image. We were created to be relational. Uh, There's this movie, I don't know, I guess it was about 10 years ago called Castaway. I know many of you see, saw that movie with Tom Hanks and and that's a big reason why I'm scared of flying, because you know you see that and it's, you're like, yeah, that could happen too. Um, but you, you know you see this guy, okay, and just a normal everyday guy, normal uh, like you and me, and ends up on on an island, and man, it's not long till what he's, well, flipping out, right, going 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 a little bit crazy. He, there's nobody to talk to. There's nobody for him to communicate with. Right? I mean, we just, you spend enough time alone and you will be talking to a volleyball named Willis. I mean, you will. That's Wilson. Sorry, Wilson. But you know what I mean. You, you, you see that. uh, We would do that too, right? Occasionally, some of you might even talk to yourself out there. You, You know who you are. But that just shows you, right? I mean, we laugh at that, but it shows you how we are wired. If we don't, you take that away from us, we go crazy. Something's not right, something's off. And that shows us how important our relationships are and how important communication is within our relationships. We are relational people. You cannot have relationship without communication. It's impossible. We are wired to communicate within our relationships. Now how do we communicate today? How do we do that? We, we mostly communicate through phones, right? Either text or email, social media, message, whatever. How many of you did that this morning? Just raise your hand. How many of you did that? You're in church. All right. So, I mean, there's a few of you out there, but I know you did it yesterday. <laughs> you might not have done it this morning. I, I get that. You're not a morning person, but you did do it yesterday. Um, two-thirds of people connect or communicate. Connect's a weird word, too. What does that even mean? But, but you communicate through social media, two-thirds of people. Three, listen, it's three-fourths or 75% of millennials say they prefer to communicate digitally rather than person-to-person. All right, so that's that, uh, you know, 20 to uh, 30 age range, you know, that that, that group. They prefer to communicate digitally rather than face-to-face. 75%. You might say, well, what's the big deal? I mean, is this bad? Are we just, what's wrong with just embracing, you know, what's going on in our world? Is it actually wrong that we communicate in our relationships this way? maybe that's my response maybe i want to get to our scripture and we'll look at several different verses this morning but in this section of scripture in the gospel of john just before this jesus washed feet jesus is with his disciples and look this is this is really right before he goes to the cross Right. I mean, after he washes his feet, he does the Last Supper, so that's how close we are. So before this section of Scripture, Jesus is with his disciples and gets down, takes his clothes off, actually, you know, puts a, a towel around him, gets down and washes the disciples' dirty feet, which in that culture would have been just the lowest thing you could do. He did that. And then we read this John thirteen, thirty four. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I love, I love scripture. You know, you can read a verse that you're familiar with that you know by heart. And every time you really, I mean, if you take an honest look at it, you'll see something fresh. God will reveal something to you. He does that to me, but it's interesting in this, you, what you won't be known by, okay? You won't be known by coming to church. You won't be known by how many Bibles you have or how big your Bible is, right? You won't be known by how many Bible verses or devotions or, you know, positive things that you post on Facebook, You won't be known by how many photos you post of your family at church. What is, what is the emphasis on here? What will you be known by? Love, but not just that. Love one another. And Jesus said, everybody will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. How you show love to each other. Now, now, here's, here's the interesting part. Who is he talking to here? His disciples. He was talking to his disciples. These verses are about showing love within our relationships. In these verses, didn't, Jesus didn't say, show love to everyone. We know in other places in Scripture he does say that. But here, here in this context, who, how does he say it? You show love to each other. Those guys, that close group, that those brothers, they were to love each other. Why is this important? Because social media has had a huge impact on our relationships, especially our close relationships. And it's affecting the way that we show love to each other. It's affecting the way that we can obey the command of Jesus, right? So I want to look at, just real briefly, how social media and technology are changing our relationships. All right, so just walk through these with me. Let's have fun, okay? First, the word friend is changing. The word friend is changing. I remember when friend was actually somebody you hung out with. You remember those days? Or somebody you actually talked to. You know? You knew what their voice sounded like. Somebody you actually hung out with or went fishing with or rode bikes with or played in the dirt with or threw baloney at cars with. I never did that. I just saw it one time. It looked funny. You know, Bloney will stick to a car. It's so, you, know. you just throw it like a frisbee. <laughs> but it is interesting that these places have that uh, they call the networks okay friends or followers or whatever. But friend doesn't mean what it used to. It's it's like it's not as important anymore. You, look, um, I don't know where you're at on social media, but you, you might have 300 friends, okay? You might have 3,000. Some of you are up there, right? But let me ask you this. How many real friends do you have? Real friends. Studies show that many have five or less. Five Or less, with the average person having only two close friends. Wow. That's a lot different than what we're seeing on social media world, isn't it? So the word friend is changing, and we have to take notice of that. We have to share that with the generation coming up. Because we know of a friendship that is almost non-existent. And pretty soon it's not going to be. Second thing, uh, social media is changing our relationships, is this. Being entertained has become more important than being engaged. Being entertained has become more important than being engaged. We see things on social media, how soon? How soon? Instantly. I could take a selfie right now. Y'all know what a selfie is? All right. Um, And and post it on social media, and, and guess what? You could look at it, and it would be there. Within seconds, almost instantly. And guess what that is? Entertainment. All right, think about this. So, we talked about the average person spends how, how much time on social media each day last week? Two hours. What else takes up your time for that amount of time? A movie. you go to a movie theater, how long do you plan to spend there? Around about two hours. It is entertainment. Entertainment. We've we've turned, it's interesting that it's called social media because it's the most unsocial thing there is. We've turned social media into unsocial entertainment. We see news, Events, we see what's going on in the world, what's going on with our friends and our family. We see it instantly. And for the most part, it's right there in front of us. They are learning things about how we think and what we click on and what we search for. And so that's what you see. It shows up right in front of you. And what happens is we we become less engaged because we're entertained. And here's, here's what's interesting, okay? We feel like we're actually keeping up with things. We feel like we're actually engaged. We feel like we actually what, we know what's going on, but in reality, we don't. We're not engaged at all. It's entertainment for us. We spend more time looking at people rather than walking with people. Right, rather than talking to people and asking them how things are going, we can see it. We can see it. Why talk to them? Rather than listening, we're looking. Instead of engaging with people, we are progressively allowing ourselves to sit back and to watch and to be entertained. Right. Third thing: social media is affecting our relationships. Is, is our relationships are becoming less meaningful? They're becoming less meaningful. Through social media, we can do friendships and we can do relationships on our own terms. We actually don't have to invest a lot. We don't have to get close. We can do relationships and friendships sort of at a distance. We can keep back and stay back. We're in charge. We're in control of how close we get. Remember, you used to, to get to know somebody, you had to interact with them and engage with them and talk to them. And now you can just look and say, oh, I don't want to deal with that person. I can just tell by looking, there's somebody I wouldn't like. Right? Right? We do that. You do that. The result is there are fewer and fewer deep relationships through social media and technology, we waste so much of our time on meaning, meaningless relationships. Those friends, right? We waste so much time on there and we end up hurting and neglecting and starving our real relationships. Our close relationships are not really close anymore. Right? Why is that an issue? Why is this important? Because we are relational people created to be in deep meaningful relationship and here's here's another big reason we are commanded by our lord and our savior to love one another inside our our relationships that's why it's important so this section of scripture in hebrews talks about this and in the past we have used this um as sort of a coming to church type of thing and yeah yeah. Um, it does mean that Christians getting together but just think about, about it from the perspective of our close relationships and how we do what we are created to do and how we be obedient to the Lord's command within our relationships. Listen to this and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward what? Love. Love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching now we are called to love one another in meaningful relationships right and to grow closer together as the day approaches that means as the lord returns and basically what that means is with each and every day that goes by we are supposed to grow closer together instead of that instead of engaging in deep meaningful loving relationships what we are doing is we are settling for shallow and impersonal relationships we we are settling for surface level entertainment Instead of looking, looking at this verse, instead of growing closer together, we're drifting further apart. Our relationships are going or growing in the wrong direction. I hope you can see that. We are growing further apart. So look, this is a huge problem, and, and this, is, this was sort of my burden on this. Something needs to change. We need to change something here. We need to influence our culture. We as Christians can do that, right? Right? The early church in Acts did that for the whole world, and we owe that to them. They were brave enough and wise enough and had enough faith to change culture. We can too. Two things. Two things that we can do to restore love and meaning to our relationships. And when I say, when I go over these with you, you're going to be like, oh gosh, that's so simple. Well, then we need to do it. But it's so important too. First thing, be present. Be present. Some of you, look, you just need to hear that today. Some of you. Be present. For some, this right here would change your life. Look at Romans 12, 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them, right? You see that? Don't just pretend it. Don't just make it superficial. Don't just make it casual. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Look at this... Look, loving each other. You see the same phrase there? Love each other with genuine affection. That word affection there in the Greek means brotherly love. Genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. It's hard to really love, to really love someone when you're not there. It's hard to honor someone when you're not there. And look, I get it. I get it. Some of you... Are, are distant from family some of you might work all the time look there's certain situations i understand i'm not i'm not trying to make you feel bad about where your life is right now in those situations but what i am saying is when you can be present which is a lot more than what maybe you are now be present be present you know presence is so much more powerful than words it is i don't and i don't know what it is i have no idea what it is but there's something supernatural there's something spiritual that takes place when we are present there there's power in presence scripture says when two or three are gathered together in the name of god he is there among them scripture says that a cord of three strands is not easily broken what there's there's power in presence when we are together sort of woven and connected on a deep level we're strong there's power in that proverbs 18 24 look at this social media people there are friends and and those quotation marks are actually you know in in the bible verse there i didn't throw those in there there are friends who destroy each other man look I know having a lot of friends and followers is like the cool thing, but it's really not cool. You know what you got? A bunch of fake people. That's not cool. You want, you want a bunch of fake people in your life? You want to waste so much of your time on fakeness? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. There are friends who destroy each other, but look at this. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Um, Callie and Noah my two youngest ones they're so funny you know they get in trouble all the time and man they drive us crazy I mean honestly uh, every day is like like this but um, and here's what gets on our nerves is that he Noah follows Callie everywhere and does the same thing it drives us crazy but y'all you, you know what I'm talking about if you have siblings. You're like the worst enemies, but you love each other. They're always fighting, always arguing, but man, so when Callie goes to stay at my mom's or something like that, Noah don't, he's heartbroken. And it's like he he gets into this state of, he's, he's afraid to do anything. He's like, where's Callie? When's Callie coming back? Hey, that's how connected he is to her. That's a that's a real friend. Sticks closer than a brother, right? So I don't know how you can apply this to your life. How can you be more present? You, only you know that. I can just encourage you to maybe step it up, to take it to the next level instead of sending out a social media message, right? Maybe try, you know what else you can do with this? Hello? This is a phone. <laughs> Remember when we used to talk in those? But look, I don't know what it, but something about tone of voice, okay? Something about, you can you can hear the need in someone else's voice. Someone else can hear your sincerity. You can actually hear tears over the phone, can't you? Now we got emojis like, like ugh. So maybe instead of maybe instead of texting, maybe call. Pick up the phone. Use your old phone at your house, your landline. You know, that way you're not distracted with this thing. Pretty good idea, huh? If if you know that's something that you normally do, try to go visit. Be present. Go see somebody. Um. There's power and presence. A while back, I had an opportunity to be with a family that was walking through the valley of death. Uh, and that's difficult. So I, got, I went and to be with the family and really was intimidated. You never really know what to say. You can read all the books you want. You never really are prepared fully to that moment. You never really know what to do, and I, I, I know what I did. I went in and I, I said a few things, and it was just oh, it was awful, terrible. You know. I, and I prayed, and it was probably the worst prayer of my entire life. You know, what do you pray in that moment? I mean, it's probably just a one I, I left there and I just felt like, man, I, I didn't do any good whatsoever. I got a card from the family a couple weeks later. Said, Thank you for coming. Your presence meant everything to us. You know what they didn't talk about? My goofy prayer. Or or my my words that just, you know, stuttering and stuff. They didn't say anything about that. What ministered to them was my presence presence I don't know what it is but there's something powerful about it it's a God thing and you know what I'm I'm so glad and thankful that God just didn't call down from heaven and say I love you I'm so glad that God just didn't talk to one of his prophets and say hey just write this down and give it to them God just didn't speak his love he showed it he came to us Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. He showed his love by coming to us. So look, we need to learn to be present. Step it up. Take it to the next level. Do not neglect meeting together, especially as you see the day approaching. Each and every passing day, we are to grow closer together, not further apart. And for some of us, we're going to have to draw a line and just be present. Be present. Present. We really love those that are close to us. Next thing is to be engaged. Be engaged. You know, being present is important, it is necessary. But did you know you can be present in your relationships and still not be engaged? You can be physically present, but yet emotionally distant. So many of us struggle with being engaged. 1 Peter 4 8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. What, what is deep love? What is deep love? I'll tell you what, it's the opposite of shallow love. Right? it's the opposite of shallow love. It's not pretending to love. It's not just being there physically and saying, well, I'm here. It's being there emotionally. It's being engaged. It's being interested. It's being concerned. And instead, many of us are... All right. That that was 30 seconds. I had my stopwatch. That's what I was looking at. Don't text your dad, Gideon, while he's preaching. (laughs) That's pretty bad. But you see, all right, you see how awkward that was? Didn't that look weird? 30 seconds was all that was. And I'm here with you. I'm here. Hey, it's all good. I'm here. Um, Instead of being engaged, we are on our phones, we're on social media, we're preoccupied, we're distracted while we are with others. 65% of people admit to being on social media while in conversation with others. You're talking to somebody, and at the same time, you're, you're like you're having a social media conversation and a physical conversation at the same time, and you're wondering why you're going crazy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, you know, I just can't focus today. I ran across these on social media, but. Um, I haven't even shared it yet, <laughs> um, but it was, it was an article that had some pictures in it of a, uh, you know, professional photographer, and uh, he took pictures of people in their normal life circumstances, and, and took the phones out, and so I was talking with Travis about this, um, this week's message, and he said, hey, you know, have you considered using this? I'm like, oh, yo, actually, I've already got that in my sermon. And so, I, you know, people are noticing this. And so I just want you to look, look through these real quick. see how weird that looks how abnormal that that is and that is many of you that's many of us every single day right um there's this word and I want to go to the next slide because that's kind of a weird picture to be looking at but there's this word called FOMO and that is not Donald Trump's slogan FOMO years, right? (laughs) This uh, look, I know. I know we're laughing. We're having a good time together. This is actually a word that's been added to the dictionary. This, this is such a big deal. This is such an epidemic in our culture and with our young ones that they actually had to define this and, and add it to the dictionary. FOMO means fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. And, and look at the definition. It's anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on, on a social media website. Right? We're here's where we're at. We're so afraid, especially young people. Listen, you're so afraid you're going to miss out on something that one of your false friends posts. You're so afraid you're going to miss out on some event. You're going to miss out on something happening around you, ladies. You're going to miss out on the next big sale that ends in two hours. You've only got so much time. You got to look. Oh, here's another sale. Look at that. You are missing out. You're missing out. Parents, you're missing out on your kids growing up right in front of you. You're missing out on some very, very important times. Not only in your life, but in theirs. You're missing out on, on intimate and loving moments with your spouse. Look, marriage isn't a holiday every day. It's day. You've got to work at it. And what I'm seeing happening is no work, right? We settle for entertainment. And we're we're missing out on opportunities to grow and to strengthen our marriage and our love for each other. We're missing out on those opportunities to take our close relationships to the next level. Because we're distracted or whatever. Look, I don't know what this means for you. Maybe some rules. Maybe some guidelines. Maybe phones, tablets go down at a certain time. Maybe around the dinner table, that doesn't happen. Maybe after a certain time at night, you know, married folk, you know, you don't get on your tablet. You don't get on your phone. This is going to be hard, right? Maybe set aside each time to talk, literally. Not text. Look, how many of you how many of you if you're married you've sent a text to your spouse and they're in the other room? Oh am I am I it? I get these texts from Angela all the time, hey what are you doing? Why don't you come in here and ask me? Maybe you set aside, set aside time each day to talk to your spouse or your kids, right? Maybe you avoid spending time studying somebody's life who you don't even know. It's like we're obsessed with other people that are not really that close to us. And we're missing out on those that we're called and commanded to show the love of Christ to. Because he's placed them in our proximity for a reason. What do you need to do? Don't miss out on showing deep love to somebody else. Look, our, our lives go by like that. In an instant. In a moment. In a flash. Like a mist. Like the leaves. Our lives are gone And at the end of our lives, the only thing that is going to matter is how much love that you showed. 1 John 3.18, we're closing. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Man, that's so good, isn't it? I'm so glad that God just didn't say his love from heaven, but he showed his love. Through Jesus Christ, by coming to be with us, so may we may we love the way that Christ loved us with deep love, with genuine love. And Jesus said, "A new command I give you: love each other the way that I have loved you." All right. So let's do that. And if you, if you don't have a relationship with God, look, He Displayed his love by sending his son to this world to die for you. He has shown that love to you already. He's showing you love right now by allowing you to hear the message of salvation through the gospel. I pray that you would just accept that love that he's already shown. He's already did the work. He's already made the move. It's up to us. It's up to you individually to believe in that, to place your faith in that, to step into that and allow him to be your God, your Father. Allow Jesus to be your Lord and your Master. And you let him forgive you. You let him give you grace after grace after grace each and every day that you live. Because we all need that. Let's pray together. Father, today I thank you for this message. Father, we see that we're supposed to love you created us to be in intimate and meaningful relationships with each other. But yet, we live in a world that is slowly but surely pushing us further apart from deep, meaningful, loving relationships. Help us to make changes today, now. That would uh, bring us closer together. That would help us love deeper some of us, we need to be present. Some of us, we're present now, but we're not really there. We need to be engaged. I'm thankful, God, that you are not a distant God, that you are not engaged or unengaged with our lives. You're just sitting back, uninvolved, not listening, not talking, not working or moving, God, but you are active. You, you are there. You listen. You speak. You love. We're thankful that you showed the ultimate display of that love by sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins so that we might live with you forever. We're so thankful for that. And you've called us to love that same way. I pray that we would do that this morning and for the rest of our time here in this world until we see you. Face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.